In breaking news today, Australia has exceeded all expectations by reaching 100% of its vaccination target. COVID-19 has been defeated. We cross now live to the laboratory where our reporter is there on the ground live with the virus. Corona, thanks for joining me. How does it feel to be eliminated? Look, all I can say is try my best. Gave it 110% out there. You know, me and the boys, we had a good run. Two years undefeated. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you just got to know when to hang the boots up. You know, all runs must come to an end. Do you have anyone you'd like to apologize to? No, not particularly. Are you, are you sure? Yes. Um, a lot of people were hurt by this. Uh, well, I'm sure they were, but, you know, I was just out there trying to do the best for, for my supporters. We all hate you. Oh, I mean, I would too, you know, when you win this hard. Yeah, you are, you are the worst person. Yeah, I know. All right, thanks very much. You suck. Welcome to Housewarming, I'm Nat Demina. I'm Marty Smiley, and that means you're listening to a podcast where we find out where you live, we hunt you down, we find you, and there is no escaping us. We don't exactly know where you live, so you've succeeded quite well in escaping, but hey, eventually we will get you. No, let's be real. We try to create a safe space for our listeners to share their renting woes. Mm -hmm. That's what we We do. We let them vent about this age that we be living in, Mm -hmm. where it's impossible to have your own piece of land. (laughs) (laughs) I did see uh, a new house package advertised on Instagram for $250,000. Great. Right? I was like, great. In Sydney. I was like, even better. Okay? Get to the bottom of the ad. Yeah. T's and C's. You hit with the T's and C's. And it just says, land sold separately. Okay. (laughs) What are you getting then? Just the house. (laughs) (laughs) You got to pick it up. It's a takeaway. It's a takeaway house. It's a takeaway house. (laughs) Have you ever been driving and seen one? It's crazy. (laughs) It's insane. It's crazy. (laughs) They take up so much of the road. (laughs) Oh, man. See, that's what the block should be. What? You drive and pass. You got to try and renovate the thing while it's on like the (laughs) M1 freeway. (laughs) Extreme block. (laughs) The block drive by. Uh, we've got a big show today, but before we get into it, I feel like I want to address something. There's a lot of people in lockdown across Australia, you know, at Solidarity. the moment. Solidarity. Shout out to everyone getting through this time. A lot of people who are locked down in share houses mm-hmm. with strangers, people they don't know, mm-hmm. people who might be annoying. Uh, <laughs> if this sounds like you, reach out to us on our Instagram, fill us in. We want to know. We why can be you your know- shoulder to cry on. Oh, I thought you were going to say, why are you annoying? Like no. you're asking him. <laughs> <I was, laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but look, this can be quite a frustrating time yeah. for a lot of people. It, it, it throws up a lot of things mm. that we didn't have to deal with in share houses before. Because you could just leave. Yeah. <laughs> you could just walk out the front door yeah. and not come back for two days. Sometimes you can disappear within a share house, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, look, it is frustrating and it's hard enough on your mental health being in lockdown, but dealing with annoying housemates is just another thing that's just added on top mm-hmm. that at sometimes just feels like it's unnecessary, 
but it is because it's your living situation. And, you know, that's been a particularly hard thing for me to deal with. You know, I'm the sort of person who, A, loves being alone. If the lockdown restrictions say I can have five people over, I'm inviting myself five times. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And B, I love silence. Silence is the cream of the crop to me. I love it. I can just sit in silence for forever and I love it, right? Basically, lockdown has meant both of those things have been unachievable. (laughs) Inaccessible. (laughs) Inaccessible. You know, one of the things that has been annoying me in our share house, Mm -hmm. you know, it might seem mild, but there has been a constant war Mm. for TV rights in this house. During on-peak hours. On-peak hours means a reasonable time to watch television and get to bed. Mm. In World War II, families who'd had their loved ones go over to fight for the nation, mm-hmm. they had to deal with rationing and shortages. Yeah. We're having to deal with a shortage in TV time. <laughs> but do you not realise this is our world war? It is. <laughs> Sometimes you do just want to relax in front of the TV, but our housemates seem to be in the midst of a Love Island marathon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And we have polar opposite interests yes. in terms of what we want to watch. It's yes. become a huge problem. Side note, how many episodes of Love Island could there possibly be? There's something like 60 in one season. Dude. Outrageous. It's on every night. It's every six nights a week. Night. I'm also like, okay, just skip one. <laughs> like what? Sometimes <laughs> nothing progresses in the timeline you know, of that show. You know what the pace of the show is? It's the same as Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like <laughs> they use that as a as a roadmap to success. <laughs> like one story arc takes seven episodes to complete. Man, the battle scenes is just like a cat fight between two characters on, yeah. on Love Island. Anyway, look, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of watching Love Island. I'm sick of him being invested. Got a text! <laughs> and, and every time an episode ends, I just get this sheer weight of the world lifted on my shoulder. Mm. It's a relief. Yeah, okay. And then I just hear the daunting words. Should we do another one? It is wild. There's never a shortage. And look, sometimes we do get a turn on the TV. We do get a turn. To be fair, they're like, oh, great. Rugby league. Mm. Oh, AFL. Oh, EPL. We want to watch a movie. Sometimes we want to watch sport. But our housemates basically use this opportunity to talk over whatever is happening (laughs) on the television. That's so true. (laughs) If you're one of those people, then my suggestion to you is grow up, okay? We do not want to hear your recap of Love Island episode you watch while the tennis is on. Okay, have a bit of respect for the game. One other thing, and I think this is the one that rings the most true to me. I don't want to hang out with you all the time. We live together 24-7, but sometimes I want to be alone and I don't just want to be alone in my room. Like, that's not healthy. I want to be alone in other spaces in the house. Right. You know, there's been instances where I'd be on the couch and then a housemate will come, join, sit at the TV, put something on. I will then get up, maybe go to the backyard. Housemate uses this opportunity to redirect (laughs) and come sit by the fire. Yeah, but when you want to be alone, someone else may be seeking connection. Yeah, I get that. But if that's the case, approach me and just say, hey, look, do you mind if we hang out? And then I can make time for you. (laughs) It's not that drastic of a request, I don't think. You know what, Marty? I've actually got an idea of how to deal with this. Okay. I might just get a hotel for the weekends. 
Can you? I think so. No, you can't. You can. Yeah, you could go into hotel quarantine. <laughs> anyway, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> and look, you're not going to see that on the news. <laughs> Put it that way. And I work in the news. And I can tell you right now, all the pictures I've had up for stories on the inner crisis happening in share houses around the country. Ain't nobody giving it the time of day. Well, I thank you for you listening, Marty, and for the people at home. And I hope you take... Wait, hang on a second. Yeah? Is this directed at me? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just, just wanted to clarify. <laughs> Should we get to the guest? Yeah, let's get to the guest. Uh, who's on this week? Lucy Smith. Yeah. Lucy is a Triple J presenter. I actually hear her sometimes in my van. Super funny broadcaster, if you've ever heard her. Uh, and she has a undeniable passion mm. for music, plus good music knowledge. We were driving past her not so long ago. Mm. She could hear what I was playing on the radio it was like an obscure song from Preset's first record. Amazing. What an Super amazing power. superpower. And, you know, from what I know about Lucy, she grew up in Wollongong. And as a radio host, I'm sure she would have worked the weirdest hours. I think she used to do mid-dawn. So she starts at midnight, ends at like 5, 6 a.m. Damn. So at this point in the podcast, we normally go, well, they're going to be here any second. Yes. Wait yes. for that. Not. Oh, I think that's a knock. Is it? But Is it? No. On today's episode, we're doing things a little bit differently. We're yes. going over to Lucy's house. We are joining a Zoom link because we are locked down. We're going to turn her mic on. That sounds oddly sexual. <laughs> <laughs> She's been turning mics on for years. <laughs> The greatest tragedy is we won't get a housewarming gift. Fuck. Let's scrap it. I thought that was the whole purpose of this podcast. <laughs> the whole purpose of the podcast is for us, for us to get presents. To get free shit. <laughs> we will be clicking open new meeting and she will join. Oh, I think this is her now, connecting. Welcome to Hello. the show. Thank you for having me. Usually we do have uh, a doorway entry and you hand us a housewarming yeah. gift, but this is a Zoom recording. I wish I could be in the house with you, but... I think one thing we've learned in these uncertain times is to adapt and we are adapting, we're making it work. I was thinking, you know, since we're living in this new normal, maybe in our new version of the show where we are basically being beamed into people's homes, you know, talking to you in your home, we're in our home, that, you know, we can have a look inside your house, you know, <gasps> like what's behind you right now? You're, you've, you've got a cupboard behind you. So what's behind me? So I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to do a room tour because mama's room is dirty <laughs> right now. But this is my gorgeous cupboard space. You can see behind there me. So I've just got a lot of jackets and so many outfits that I haven't been able to debut yet, you know, because mm -hmm. okay. I'll be mm. waiting for the right moment. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of what's behind me right now. That's what awesome. we're working with. Just keep that, keep, keep, keep that open there for a second. I do notice now that Lucy's in, uh, employing a method often used by people in share houses when it comes to storage. And what's that method? The bottom of the cupboard becomes just anything, <laughs> anything is just anything just stuffed into yep. the bottom. I see, a, I see a record player, just to let the people know she works in music. Yeah. I see what you're doing. <laughs> works in music, but hasn't unearthed it or taken it out of the box since 2016 because I don't have room for it in my fucking shoebox room. Level with us. Are there things that are at the bottom of your cupboard there? 
that you know you're meant to have gotten rid of, but you haven't. And it's just, it's you're in a state of denial. Total state of denial with these things in particular. I know you'll feel this. Gumboots. <laughs> For the next splendour I go to, is that going to happen? Who knows? But I got them from Kmart and I'm like, oh, I can't get rid of them because who knows? Like they'll be sold out at the next splendour. I hate those items. They're once a year items. Yes, I've had those since 2017. I just do the same thing I do every year. I just wear a, a shoe and I ruin them and I throw them out at the end of the festival. When he, say, when he says a shoe, he means borrowing my Doc Martens and then not cleaning them when she he gives them back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we usually go to the same splendor, so I wear the right shoe and he wears the you left. You mean one shoe, right? One shoe, I love it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Lucy, for playing the game What's in Your Cupboard? <laughs> Well, you grew up in in Wollongong, is that right? Yes, grew up in the Gong. So I lived with my family slash my parents until the end of 2015. And then I moved to Sydney, so moved out of home for the first time. What was the first bed you slept in out of your parents' home? So basically the first mattress I slept in was a single spare that my sister had at her apartment up the road and then moved it into my tiny little room at my first Redfern apartment. I think I was there for maybe five months. And then after that, that's kind of when the couch surfing started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we had a base for a little while at least, and then <laughs> shit went a little yeah. bit south. Yes. So, so you ended up on a couch. Tell us about it. I moved to Sydney. I moved in with some friends that I used to know through Wollongong connections, and their lease was going to be up in the June. And one was going to the UK, and one was going to New York. So they didn't want to renew it. That's fine. I didn't want to keep the place because I didn't own any of the furniture in it. So I thought, this will be easy. I'll just move into a new share house. I'll find a new place. Maybe someone's looking. Nothing, nada. I don't know if it's something about the time of year or the end of financial year, but it was around Mm. like June, July. No fucker was looking. I was doing so much hustling. I was Mm. like trying to get the word out. No one was looking for a roommate. And I ended up getting to the point where I had to crawl back to my sister's place and sleep on her lounge for a couple of weeks. If not, maybe almost a month. I look four weeks. I don't want to say that I helped out, but around that time, she started saying with her boyfriend a little bit more as well because I would sometimes sleep in her bed while she was staying at her boyfriend's place. Did I progress their relationship? They're now engaged. I think. Thank me. So. Were you insufferable <laughs> and she didn't want to return to yeah. the house? Lucy Smith, the couch surfing coupid. <laughs> She's a liability. Exactly. Put that on a bumper sticker. That's me. You know, I'm just, you know, I, I'm turning up the heat in their relationship while she doesn't want to come home. So, but yeah, so that was pretty much why I slept on her couch for a little while because I couldn't find anyone to live with. And I was working in breakfast radio at the time. So not only is she living with me, either taking her bed or sleeping on the couch, I'm also having to get up at 5am. So now her housemates, who aren't my housemates technically, have to deal with this girl being like, hey guys, can we be in bed by like 9, 9.30 because I've got to get up at 5am. <laughs> what the hell? Like what? Oh, such a liability, honestly. <laughs> the, gal, the gal on the couch is calling the shots. Yeah, yeah. Like, the audacity. The audacity. Honestly, oh, not good. Not good. But yeah, and it was, it was tight for a little bit there because there is a part of you that goes, goes, am I going to have to move back into Wollongong with mum and dad making a a. 5am? It just was not going to work with the schedule that I was on at that time. Yeah. Mm. The couch surfing thing is funny because I feel like... It's funny. I love that you say couch surfing as if it was like exotic.
exotic and I'm going from couch to couch. I was couch squatting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was couch squatting. That's yes. what I was doing. <laughs> this is true. Like how long do you think is too long <laughs> to stay on to stay on the couch? I think you need to be out by week three or week four. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm. Because there are those logistical things as well. Like having to share a key is really fucking annoying, you yeah. know, and having to liaise with who's going to be home first. It's just a lot of effort. I, I had one last ditch effort. I went, I got to switch up my marketing strategy here on these Facebook groups. <laughs> like, I was like, I've got to, I've got to make myself appear chill, but also funny, but also like, you know, a reliable person, you know, photo booth, how you can put a green screen behind you. So mm-hmm. for me, I had previously needed a photo of me in front of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So I took that photo and then I put it on Facebook and was just like something about hey, this like Sydney legend is looking for a Sydney home. And I just put this like real tongue in cheek message up just being, but like, I think there was an air of desperation. I was like, (laughs) I need a home now, you know? And this girl ended up messaging me and she sent me these photos of her using her photo booth. She's like, I also use photo booth in creative ways. I think you and I are really going to get along. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, yeah. Cause she'd stopped wearing her plate so she was like I was looking at photo booth to see how much my teeth had moved like you know and it was just immediate energy and we just had this huge conversation before I'd even like you know suss the place or anything we'd had this big conversation and yeah and then I moved in there with this girl with the with the bloody plate <laughs> so you bonded over photo booth techniques yes, that's how it all happened yeah <laughs> yeah it's a big difference between probably how our parents found housemates back in the day uh well they didn't have housemates they, didn't they have, bought they, their <laughs> they just bought houses. <laughs> they bought houses with the with their you know my parents you know met when they were 18 19 at a christian youth camp got married and moved into moved into <laughs> my pop's old house you know if only it were that easy if only it were that easy where's yeah. my christian youth <laughs> you're out you're out here taking photos with green screens <laughs> Attracting a stranger from yeah. afar. Your parents had a house at 20. You're like, I'm in Paris. Look. I can send you that photo probably. Promise I'm a legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a psycho. Yeah, yeah. And, and I find that's a disclaimer you always have to do in those ads where you have to be like, hey, like I'm just super keen on the place. Like promise I'm not a weirdo, but I'm just like really keen on the place. Yeah. I just like really want to know. Like yeah. anytime soon yeah. if you can let me just know. Just let me know. Like, like, you know, maybe tomorrow. Or- <laughs> That's why you do have those people in the comments going, messaged, messaged. Oh, I hate even thinking. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Even just dealing with the people. Look, because I mean, this is something me might have been talking about recently, and it's that during the first month of living with someone, mm. no matter where you find them, they always put their best foot forward. Yeah. And then slowly cracks surely always mm-hmm. appear. You know, is that the same? Is that the case oh, for you? Absolutely. And and this was the case with this particular girl. So we bond over the photo booth moments. We immediately clicked and to the point where so I rock up and she's got, you know, cups of tea ready, Arnott's yeah. family sorted biscuit packet ready to go, which I love. I love the Kingstons. Nice. She saved them for me. We realised, so I love Kingstons, hate Monte Carlos. She's the opposite. So our biscuit preference okay. is also aligned. Oh, okay. Lucy doesn't go off star signs. She goes on Arnott's biscuits flavours. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a Kingston moon. 
in with a Delta cream <laughs> rising. Um, but yes. <laughs> but um, I, I remember what was wild is that so the housemate that was there um, already living there, whose room that I would be taking, she was from the UK. And while this was all going on, Brexit was being announced. So I'm in this meeting with this girl basically like making sure all of our housing, you know, kind of requirements align. Meanwhile, this other girl's in the bedroom crying on the phone to her parents about all this Brexit shit that's going down. She comes out, neck minute, we're cracking open a bottle of wine. It was just a real girl's girl <laughs> kind of moment. Started off like literal sunshine and rainbows. So everything's going really well. And then um, one day I come home from work and she's in her room and I open the door and she's in there at her desk crying and she's on the phone and I was like oh shit anyway so I'm like oh get out of there go to my room I message her and I say oh do you want a cup of tea and she's like nah nah all good I was like righto so I just kind of like left my door open and waited for her to come out eventually and you know was pottering around she comes out and she walks to our front door and um I said, hey, are you all right? And she was like, yeah, yeah, all good. I'm just heading out. I was like, oh, okay. You sure you're all good? She's like, yeah, yeah, all good, all good. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to, I'll be right back. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. She goes and I don't see her for two days. Sometimes we just wouldn't see each other. Mm. So that wasn't completely out of the ordinary. I remember I was in the bath watching Sex in the City on my laptop and having a, like, you know, Mama was having a luxurious time, you know, and I was just like chilling and then I got a call from her boyfriend and he says, hey, have you heard from Hannah? And I said, no, what do you mean? He's like, oh, we broke up the other night and no one's heard from her. None of her friends have heard from her. Her mum hasn't heard from her. And and I, I think we need to put in a missing persons report because she's it's been over 24 hours and I think she's missing. Whoa. And I'm so I want you to imagine me in the bath, stark <laughs> as naked, just like, <laughs> okay. And he was like, she hasn't been active on Facebook for over 48 hours. I'm really starting to get worried. Like I'm really worried she might have done something. And I've lived with this girl for only about three or four months mm. at this point. I'm still getting to know her. So I was just like, holy shit. And he was like, I'm going to see if her mum can get access to her bank account to see if there's been any transactions that have been made. I'm like, this is some <laughs> SVU level shit. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just trying to hang out with my gals, Carrie and Samantha, and you come yeah. at me with this. So I have a think and I go, who would she have contacted? Mm. Who, who mm-hmm. would know where she is? <laughs> she was sitting there and she was like, if I was missing, where would I be missed? Yeah. If I was lost, <laughs> where would I go? So I, I, I thought, you know what? Talk to the girl who lived here before me, her bestie who lives in mm. the UK. So I messaged her. I said, hey, this is a bit random. But have you heard from Hannah at all? Mm-hmm. And she messages me back and she says, oh, my God, so funny you ask. She says she actually messaged me a couple of days ago and said, clear your schedule Thursday afternoon. <gasps> There's a surprise arriving for you. She goes, I don't know what she's sending. And I went, hold the fucking phone. Oh, no. Oh. Meanwhile boyfriend calls me back and he says, I'm so worried. $1,500 has been taken from her account. And I said, cunt, she's on a flight to London right I wonder now. what $1,500 gets you. Yeah. Yeah. She's on an international flight. It was crazy. When I tell you, when she left, 
She was wearing the clothes on her back. So this is in October. It's a balmy spring. I'm talking pencil skirt, tank top, her shoes from work that day and her leather handbag. That's it. The girl didn't even have carry-on. So she took herself to the airport in the clothes on her back and her handbag and got on a fucking international flight. How does someone not stop her? That that is suspicious. Like... Someone, it's clearly yeah. someone on the run. Fully. That is someone on the run. <laughs> like, a crime has been committed. You mentioned SVU. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen a crime show where that happened. Like, police just randomly went up to someone who didn't have any hand luggage and they were like, how can you be leaving like that? What <laughs> what, what are you fleeing from? You know, that's catch me if you yeah. can shit going yeah. on there. And you know what? That is pretty privileged right there because she was a gorgeous girl, blonde hair. They would have just been like, come on, sweetie. You know. It was the skirt. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Why wouldn't she just tell you she was going to London? And this was the thing that I was a little bit upset about. When we finally did, when she landed mm. and I was finally able to get onto her, I just said to her, like, listen, listen. <laughs> your boyfriend calling me when I'm trying to get on with the trials and tribulations of Carrie and Big, okay? So... <laughs> She's like, I don't know, I don't need to mention this again, but I work <laughs> in breakfast radio. I, I, I know the demands of breakfast radio are immense, okay? <laughs> I am emotionally drained as it is. And more than that, you don't have to say to me, hey... I've broken up with old mate. I'm about to get on a fucking one-way flight to the UK. But maybe just tell me, listen, I'm not going to be contactable for a couple of days. I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm all good. Everything's okay. I just kind of need a bit of space. Yes, that space was across the fucking ocean. Across the pond. Yeah, just (laughs) like a little disclaimer that things are all right. And she said, oh, it just all happened so quickly. I didn't didn't have time to message her. I was like, if you had time to transfer $1,500 from accounts to get to the – like, come on. I remember (laughs) at the time I wasn't like, this is fucking tapped. I went – Oh, well, it's a bit weird, isn't it? And like, but I landed this house and it took me a lot to get here. So, yeah. oh, well, that's just the way it's got to be. So so you've had a missing persons case in your share <laughs> house. Oh, well, very well could have been. But, yeah, God, I was like, am I going to have to ring Crime Stoppers? Would you have transitioned into being uh, Lucy the Detective <gasps> if... um? Things had have continued that Honestly, way. Honestly, I would have been putting on a pair of shades like Horatio on CSI yeah. Miami, just like, yeah! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That would have been me. <laughs> CSI. I could see you hosting a true crime podcast, <laughs> oh, you know? Okay. A mystery podcast. Literally, yeah. yeah, what's it like? Snowball with Lucy Smith, you know, but <laughs> the, the Surrey Hills investigation. Yeah, yeah. But the mystery by the end of the six part series is she discovers that basically her housemate has been trying to get away from yeah. <laughs> She's like, I had to go to the fucking time. UK to get away from you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't stand the way you cut your toenails on the couch. And now I'm in London. And now you've created a six-part podcast to find me. How are you not picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> I had to cross international <laughs> borders to get away from you. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Guess she never sorted out things with her boyfriend then? No, they never got back together. It was interesting because that was such a major moment, but I think the thing that kind of eventually broke down that share house was that one of the days I came home and 
It was like she'd drawn a line down the kitchen. Everything in the pantry was separated. Her stuff, my stuff. Everything in the fridge, her stuff, my stuff. East and West Berlin. Literally, like a line in the fucking sand and it was just her, me. It was really jarring and I was like, what the fuck has happened here? You had your own Brexit. That's what it was. And then I ended up kind of like, we ended up sitting down and, you know, so what's going on? And... What had happened was I'd eaten one of her Chobani yogurts. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) That's that's dangerous territory. She's like. (laughs) That's actually the same reason why the Berlin Wall was erected. (laughs) How do you solve problems in your house? I've, so I ran into a little bit of trouble with this. So I went into the recycling one day and I saw all these like bits of plastic and shit and like a coffee cup and I was like, what the fuck? So I <laughs> – and I was in I was in a little bit of a mood that day. So I was like I, – I did the I did the ultimate housemate fucking faux pas. I took a photo of it and I oh, said – and yes. I put it – and we had like a Facebook group, not a text message at the time. And I was like, guys, like – just so you know, like, you can't recite these. Don't go in the recycling bin. Like, these go in the rubbish. Like, coffee cups can't be recycled. Like, what the hell? And my housemate claps back and she says, hey, um, I'm actually starting to recycle soft plastics. And I was like, fuck. I'm like, so here she is trying to do a good thing. She was going to, like, you know, basically use that as the zone to, like, put in all the recycling and then sift through with the soft plastics and take them to Woolies. I thought it was just a dumping ground. And I'm like... Fuck. Like, I can't even... Like. I mean, that's just... I mean, she's... I reckon that she's gone like, fuck, I've fucked up here. <laughs> Look, can I just say, that's the most blatant form of the group text. It's like when you're so, like, kind of mad about something that's happened in the house... You don't even go to describing it in a paragraph. You just take a photo. You're like, here's the fucking receipts. You figure out what's wrong. Can anybody tell me what's wrong in this image? Yeah. Can you guys see what's wrong with this? Huh? Who was it? (laughs) We actually have a caller Mm -hmm. who has a story about finding out the truth. Via group chats. Uh huh. (gasps) So they're they're a group chatter. They're a group chatter. Okay. Hello, Annie. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. You so so Lucy has been chatting to us about a group message she sent. She took a photo of something she wanted her housemates to no longer do anymore. She sent that out. You've got a story of your own about the group text. What is it? Um, it's a bit unorthodox. I okay. think for the usual group text and group chat kind of chain. Mm. Um, but so I used to live in college. And there were lots of group chats. There was a girls' group chat, there was a boys' group chat. The boys' group chat had a lot of issues. A lot of people got um, suspended, things like that, from the boys' group chat. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. We had chats for each floor, everyone. So there was about like 30 people on each floor. Oh, and then, my God. Um, yeah. And so there was more for stuff like, oh, does anybody have toothpaste? Praise you in room 64, blah, blah, blah. Right. But um, once. We had our fridge stolen from our common room. What? You had a fridge stolen? That's that's it. a fridge. It's, it's that's such a large thing to steal. That's that. <laughs> Hang on, are we talking? Are we like mini fridge? Don't take big things. I don't know. <laughs> well, so what? It, the thing with college was you mm-hmm. weren't allowed to have um, uh, fridges in your room, mm-hmm. but like uh. there was like um, like how are you going to fit thirty people's worth of like stolen Uber Eats and alcohol? 
in right. a really small, tiny fridge. Yeah. And, like, I mean, the, the alcohol is also predominantly goon, which is famously quite boxy, so, like, there was a lot of issues with that. Yeah. When the common room fridge went missing, it was a huge issue. No, like, all our goon got warm and it was stolen. It was terrible. <laughs> anyway, um, it was, like, floor sabotage. Uh-huh. It wasn't. We couldn't find anything, which is okay. Whatever. And then each of our floors has an RF, which is, like, resident fellow. Mm-hmm. And then they're, like, the head of the floor and they, they're in our group chats uh-huh. and stuff like that. Anyway, and so they started searching rooms. That was the second thing they did. Couldn't find anything. Um, obviously, the person who stole the fridge, smart enough to steal the fridge and not buy their own fridge, was smart enough to like hide it in another floor's room and was probably drinking a cold one as we spoke. Whoa. So that was unsuccessful. Um, so then what, we, what the RF did, he put a message in the group chat that was like, <laughs> he said, like, this might not be common knowledge, but there's, you know, areas of the college that are under surveillance. One of the areas being the outside the common room, which is where the fridge was stolen. And then, so like, either bring the fridge back or we're going to, re- like, we're going to review the footage and we're going to find out who it is. And there's going to be a oh, An ultimatum. We love it. <laughs> and then like, there was just silence. No one responded. Yeah, no one responded. We were just, like, waiting. Nothing. Didn't hear anything. And then in the next morning, there was just, a message immediately underneath the last message asking them to bring the fridge back, which is just like, Nick, can you please bring the fridge back? <laughs> Named and shamed. Oh, yes. We love to see it. <laughs> oh, there's no getting out of that. Uh, uh, and so did he. It was back. So he did. He bring did it bring. Back. He brought back the fridge. He was defeated. Yeah, he brought back the fridge. I w- if I was him, I would have just written back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just- <laughs> <laughs> the end of that saga. <laughs> <It was> BRB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if the what if the RF would respond saying, Nick, bring back the fridge? All good if not. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, Lucy, on this episode. It was so uh lovely to chat to you. Yeah. If you want to be a caller, get in touch with us. Our Facebook group's a good place to do that. It's got Housewarming Podcast. We're also on Instagram, at Housewarming Podcast. We're also on Twitter, at Housewarming Pot. Big thanks to our editor, Jazz Rule, for mix, mastering, and editing this episode. And a massive shout-out to our boy, Paolo, for helping us out with the theme music. Until next time. Peace. Look, it's a comedy podcast, but, you know, sometimes we're not scared to get real, baby. Yeah. We're not scared to get real. Okay, now you're getting weird. I can't be genuine without putting a silly voice. (laughs) 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 My dad, he left me. (laughs) 